0: I'm just making sure your vocals are being recorded. I'm going
1: to leave this
0: in the podcast. How about that? Hello, and welcome to Someday We'll All Be Dead, a podcast where we talk about all the things with a social work perspective. I'm your host, Hallie Harris, and I am a hospice social worker. Matt? Yes? My partner in crime, Matt, is with us today. He hasn't been with us for a little while, so welcome back. Thank you. You may have noticed some ridiculous shenanigans at the beginning of this podcast because we were just listening to America, You Can Do Magic, (laughs) how dare you, (laughs) because I just learned that America was playing in the city right next to us last night, and somehow I hadn't heard this
1: oh we missed the opportunity to go sit with a crowd of people and listen to america now sing their greatest hits
0: in general i do not like going to concerts i would prefer honestly to just hear the music on the cd because likely it's not going to sound the same as i've learned to love it and i don't like crowds
1: yeah and on the other hand i have actually been through a desert on a horse with no (laughs) name And about halfway through, I was like, I'm going to name this horse.
0: <laughs> You're ridiculous.
1: And our original
0: argument about America is that my favorite song is You Can Do Magic. It is not the most popular song. That is irrelevant. What is relevant <laughs> it might is, be that their worst. <laughs> is Shut Your Face. Shut the hole that's right there above your beard. Because it's irrelevant if it's the best song. It's my favorite song.
1: Right, and I'm glad you love that song.
0: Yes, Sister Golden Hair is a great good. song. So is Ventura Highway. Ventura
1: Highway is awesome.
0: So is a horse with no name. It's okay. America's a good band. From yeah. whatever they were, seventies.
1: Yeah, but Magic <laughs> didn't. It's like right up there with uh, Abracadabra by. Uh...
0: That's a great song. <laughs> Because it was in my childhood.
1: Abra, Abra, good Abra. I'm going to reach out and grab you. I
0: want you to know that everyone listening is going to hear that. I'm not editing this out. This is You bring this on yourself.
1: All right. I'll live with it.
0: So, uh, thank you Facebook for bringing that argument to us because I wouldn't have known that America... We missed it. ...was was playing in our town and we couldn't have had this fun argument. So today, we're actually going to be talking about um, political differences. We just finished watching uh, Real, Time, Real Time with Bill Maher. Oh. Used to be Politically Correct with Bill Maher. And that was from yesterday's episode. So that was on the 8th of March. And on March 8th, the guests were Matt Schlapp. Yep. Michael Steele, Jonathan Atler, Mary Catherine Ham, and Noah Rothman. It was Noah Rothman that has the book, right? That yes. was the last guy.
1: conservative author.
0: Yeah. And uh, he was talking... He, he actually... Well, let me backtrack. So, <clears throat> the reason that we watch Bill Maher... Yes, he is left-leaning, which I think we can agree we both are.
1: He's not a fan of Donald Trump.
0: However... He's very much a fan of listening to both sides of the argument and having discourse.
1: He's inclusive, as far as uh, interviewing people and having guests
0: and having conversation.
1: Many times his panel is left leaning, but there he will always, almost always include a conservative or right wing or you know someone who is contrary to the left. Yes.
0: Yeah. And that's what we really like about that show, is it's not all completely one-sided. Yeah. It does bring up discourse from the other side. It
1: gives the opportunity for the the uh, both voices to be heard. And yeah.
0: And that's, you know, that's really...
1: It leads to a lot of yelling and arguing. <laughs> well, I don't
0: like that part. <laughs> I don't like when they're talking over each other, but for the most part, they're not. I mean, most episodes are not like that. There's a few... That do talk over each other, but for the most part, they're respectful of each other. And um, yes, it's comedy, and but there are real political conversations that happen that do dis- discuss the differences in people and why there are differences. And this podcast, there are, actually,
1: I want to say yeah. there are a lot of things that Bill Maher says that I don't 100% agree with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's a great point. I don't agree with him 100% on things. But the fact that he's willing to have the conversations on his show, you know, yeah. This, so I'll come back to that. Okay. Put a pin in that. Um, so this podcast is supposed to be looking at everything from a social work perspective. And if we're looking for a social work perspective, we're also looking at dignity and worth of a person. I talked about that in the last episode, or actually it'll be two episodes ago, when I talk about the values of social work. And social work is not about only left-leaning ideas. It's about seeing the person that you're helping and helping them have a better life for themselves. It doesn't matter if they don't see exactly the way I see. There's plenty of people that I've helped on hospice that watch Fox News every day, for example, or very left or right-leaning, either way. It doesn't affect the treatment I give them. I treat everyone equally. And so should everyone. And that's, I think, kind of the point of what tonight's conversation is going to be more about. And back to the pin in the conversation is the the guest, the last guest, was an author. And that's Noah. What was his name? Schlepp? No, that was the first one.
1: Oh, Noah... Uh, Noah Rothman. Rothman.
0: So he wrote a book. Sorry, I don't know what it is. You'll have to look it up. But he talks that one of the points that one of the left-leaning people... Uh, brought up was that he thought that social justice warrior that term was being used as a slander, and I get that right, especially as a social worker. Social justice warrior to me does not mean the same thing as it probably does in mainstream society. What are your thoughts on that, as a non-social worker?
1: Social warrior.
0: Social warrior. Ju- uh, social justice, social justice
1: warrior. warrior. Well, I believe that. As a human being born on this planet, we all have basic human rights. And I will never stop thinking that.
0: It, it constantly amazes me that it's 2019 and over 200 years ago, even though the Founding Fathers were absolutely not perfect and had issues of their own, including and up to owning and having relationships with slaves... That the Founding Fathers were somehow able to involve words in the Constitution that cemented the foundation for our country that is what we aspire to be. And that includes things like separation of church and state. And it also includes all men are created equal.
1: And it stated not to create a perfect union, but to create a more perfect union. Yeah. So we are always to be improving, always to be amending, always to be ever-changing and improving what we have already changed and improved, to perfect, to make a more perfect union.
0: Yeah. I just, uh, I just grabbed this tiny little in an, Constitution in a, of the United <laughs> States, which I have.
1: In a sense, change is good because we are evolving Yeah. as a country.
0: Yeah, we're evolving all the time. But the fact that the founding fathers 200 years ago in a completely different culture were able to see what we needed to be, what we should be aspiring to be. The fact that they used language specifically around being equal and the pursuit of happiness and separation of church and state. I mean, it is amazing to me that they were able to get that language in in a time I mean, think about the 1700s. In a,
1: in a silly analogy, it's they created the first wheel. They hammered out a wheel and said, "We can improve on this, you know, because here's a wheel. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, let's, and and yeah, we've made better wheels."
0: Yeah, and I mean, may I just challenge <laughs> everyone that's listening right now? Do you have a copy of the Constitution? Because I'm literally holding a little pamphlet that has the Declaration of Independence, which I'm about to read from, and it has all of the different amendments in it. And I think in this day and age, when everything is so politicized and so divisive, let's take a breath and let's actually read what we're fighting for and what the laws are.
1: Right. Specifically, yes, may I say the Second Amendment is not in the original Constitution because it is an amendment, (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, that's a whole other thing. So, the Declaration of Independence, the second paragraph here that we've all heard and grown up with is we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal. Now, it says men, but back in the day, men was used to represent humanity. So, I, as a woman, don't take any personal offense to the fact that it says men. Everyone was created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain and unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, derived their just powers from the consent of the governed. Think about those words. In the 1700s, when people were barely able to sustain themselves, and we were still fighting with everyone, that they were able to have the foresight to say, we are supposed to be a free nation, where everyone, everyone, with no exception, is equal.
1: Freedom from everything. Yeah. And to separate church and state.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, aside from church and state, I mean, they do say your creator, literally, in the Declaration. But, aside from that, the Declaration of Independence and its words, you know, I think people don't think about these things when we're... Firing off fireworks on the 4th of July. Freedom
1: means freedom.
0: Freedom, unless you've had it taken from you, you can't, I don't think, fully appreciate what you have. Unless you've had someone in your family that has had their freedom taken away, you can't really appreciate the freedom that we have every day to live our lives in America. And it's honestly no wonder that people want to and will do almost anything to get here considering where they're coming from. But that's not on Bill Maher. (laughs) What they're talking about is social justice warriors being a slur. And in this point, Bill was kind of siding with that um, argument, is that it's become something that it didn't mean to be. So as one of the other guests argued, social justice in and of itself is supposed to be fighting for What the Declaration of Independence says we're supposed to be is our inalienable right. And so people that are fighting for social justice, in theory, have been fighting this since 1776. But the new wave of, quote, unquote, social justice warriors are people that draw a line in the sand, and they're the ones that you see the crazy, quote, libtard memes about that. Just like the right, the left have people that go overboard and go crazy. And that's not what it's about. It's not about beating down the other person. It's about trying to figure out where they're coming from and how can you find that common ground. Or at least try to relate from where they're coming from.
1: Or if you're going to insist on drawing a line, make it a sh- make it a fuzzy line so we can all figure out exactly... <laughs> what right and wrong is, and why you believe what you believe.
0: Well, one of the things we were talking about while the show was going on that kind of made me want to record our conversation was that we have worked with some people that support the current president, Donald Trump. And yes, he is our president. I'm not going to be one of those people that says he's not our president. He is. Yeah. That's the facts. Regardless of if I like the electoral college system or not.
1: He was elected our president. He
0: was elected president. And regardless if I voted for him or not, or if I stand for what he believes in or not, it doesn't matter. He is our president. However, um, I don't necessarily appreciate all the things that he stands for or does. But we have worked with many people that do support him. And so I was sharing that difficulty with you. When that happened of knowing people personally that support Donald Trump and knowing that they're good people and knowing that they are the kind of people that would give you the shirt off their back and they're decent, loving human beings. How can they possibly be the same people that support someone that I feel represents hate and bigotry and misogyny and all these other terrible things?
1: And it's not like those words are unfounded. Uh, It's pretty obvious. He's done some pretty... Said some pretty...
0: Terrible things. Terrible things.
1: (laughs) Um, He's our president. And I can't say I 100% support him. But I can't say that he hasn't done some good things. He's done some good things. But it seems to me like... He has, in a chance where he's had the opportunity to do the right thing, he has he has failed on occasions to do the right thing when he had the chance to.
0: Do you have a specific thing you're thinking of?
1: That uh, was early on with the uh, Charleston uh, uh, yes. situation. The tiki um, torches. The neo- <clears throat> neo-Nazis. And uh, I don't know how, uh, how it's difficult to to say that you don't support neo-Nazis, I, I don't, (laughs) it's beyond me. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to get in line behind a president who didn't just say neo-Nazis are bad people.
0: Yeah. Cutting in right here, we stopped the tape because the dog was making a bunch of noise drinking water behind us, and I started recording when we started our conversation up again that happened to be about immigration. And immigrants.
1: If they're here, they're competing for your job. And if you're not doing your job, and you are not good enough at your job, then you don't have your job.
0: You know, the jobs that immigrants are taking are jobs that most Americans don't want anyway. And they're likely getting paid way less under the table because they know they can get away with it. Because they're, you know, yeah, not in, all illegal. In certain but cases, yes. In a lot of times in the farming industry, for example, or in the hospitality industry, they're hiring these illegal immigrants, which I don't agree people should try to come in here Im- illegally. But I also know that our system is already structured in such a way that we're depending on them.
1: And whose fault is that?
0: That's a great question. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> So (laughs) you made me think forget what I was going to say So the very first guest, and I can't remember which person it was The first guest on tonight's show was talking about the reasons that his base, Donald Trump's base Continues to support him And that's one of the sparking conversations that we had Was, you know, it doesn't seem to make sense to, to people on the left Why they would think that Um, it's true. There, there were many talking points that he has mentioned that he has either started or made people believe he started or at least made efforts to start that he said he would. So in theory, he's keeping these promises that he said other politicians would not keep.
1: Right. His campaign promises he's, he's making good on.
0: Well, he's trying to. But as we discussed, one of his biggest campaign promises was draining the swamp. And in the conversation about draining the swamp, and I should probably find an excerpt of when he's talking about this, but it's basically that politicians in Washington right now are corrupt, and they're all paid for by big money, and that's what's the problem with Washington. And so he's going to bring in all the best people to do all the best things. And it has seemed over the last year that all the best people he brought in are going to jail.
1: He's fired like 37 people from his own, people (laughs) that he hired. Aside
0: from people he's fired, which, you know... people have resigned and he's fired. I kind of miss Anthony Scaramucci just because he's entertaining. The 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 mooch. But, yeah, either he's fired them or several, several of them are under indictment or going to jail. And so... When they talk about him upholding his promises, I never hear it mentioned about draining the swamp, which to me was one of his biggest promises that he was making. And if that would have been true, it would have been great.
1: Well, they haven't locked her up either.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's funny because I was just thinking about Betsy DeVos, speaking of locking people up. Of all the people that you want to put in charge of your education system, you want to put in charge someone that doesn't understand charter schools or public school system of the person you want to put in the in charge of the Department of Energy was the one presidential candidate that wanted to get rid of the Department of Energy who also couldn't remember all of the departments he wanted to get rid of. So, draining the swamp. I'm not sure that's was an effective claim.
1: Drain the swamp and fill it up with turds.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, that's a challenge. But I get it, right? I get that that's how the people feel. And and when you look at a map of people that are left-leaning versus right-leaning. And, you know, ultimately it doesn't show a lot of centrists in the maps like that. But the left-leaning people are generally on the coasts. And the right-leaning people are in places that have been deemed things like flyover states. And how would it make you feel if you lived in a state that someone called a flyover state? As if it's not worthy Of being visited or recognized you know when you hear things like that it makes you think that you're forgotten that no one cares about your issues that they think that you're dumb and that you don't have a good education and that you can't possibly be worthy of being listened to which is not true none of those things are true there are plenty of smart people in Iowa or Kansas or wherever but Because industry has pushed itself towards the coasts, and I'm guessing the majority of that has to do with trade and being able to have ports. I'm sure there's someone that's in the political arena that could speak more to that than I can. But you have all of these left-leaning places that are also the majority of the populated places.
1: Major hubs, major ports, major...
0: So the majority of the population of the United States is along the coasts and nobody at that point is feeling represented in the Congress because people on the coasts, especially places like California, which have a huge population and in the Senate, they still only get two votes. And then you have places like Wyoming or North and South Dakota who also still get two votes. Even, their population, even though their population Montana is the size of a small city in that other state. So we have to find a way, really, to come together. And the only way we're going to do that is to be able to have conversations like they have on Belmar, where you're able to sit down with someone and try to understand where they're coming from. And you might not agree.
1: Yeah, not trying to change minds, just having the conversation to understand what the other person is thinking so that you can... Convey what you're thinking to the other person.
0: Well, and more importantly, not focusing on what you want to convey, but having an open mind and being an active listener to what the other person is saying.
1: Maybe possibly get an answer to the question why.
0: Sure. Maybe it'll make you change your mind. Maybe it won't. But at least you'll understand why they're thinking that way.
1: Someone else's perspective can always help you think about how you think about things.
0: Yes. Yes. Even if it doesn't make you change your mind, it can at least help you have empathy towards people that don't agree with you. It, we're all coming from a good place. We're all coming from a place where we're trying to do our best. Everyone's trying to do their best in whatever situation they're in.
1: If you don't want America to be great, then I feel like maybe you're not really wanting to be an American. <laughs>
0: I guess it depends on what you mean by make America great.
1: I'm not trying to make America great. I just want America to be great. In general? I mean, I think it's already great. Yeah? We have our flaws. We have our wonderful things. Let's keep it the way it is. Let's keep it great. America's great.
0: And keep it moving forward.
1: Yeah. We might not be the best, you know? Yeah. But this is still... America. And I love America.
0: We're still in a position that people want to come to this country at any cost. This
1: is the land of opportunity.
0: It still is. No matter what else is going on with politics or with the climate or with anything else, everyone still wants to come here.
1: Keep it in mind. Somebody, you think somebody wants to take your job? Create your own job. Do, create, invent. Do things. This is the land of opportunity. Mm -hmm. Make America better.
0: Or continue to make America great. Yes. Yeah. So we just want to kind of have that conversation and record it. Because I think it's important to remember that it doesn't matter if someone agrees with you. Have the conversation. Ask them why they think that. And don't ask them in a way that's degrading or dismissive of their opinion. Yes. Ask them. What what is it that makes you feel that way? Why do you feel that way? What's led you to that situation? And if it's because you've been surrounded with people that feel that way and you haven't formed your own opinion, well, that's something maybe you need to explore for yourself. But if you're able to justify to someone asking you, "Hey, I feel this way because, you know," then you can have you can start that dialogue. You can have the conversation and maintain relationships, because...
1: Yes. Please, let's let's all pause. Let's all pause during the frustration and, and really think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> deep breath.
1: Yeah, deep breath. Take a deep breath. Allow yourself to be in the other person's shoes for just a moment.
0: Yeah. I mean, it took me a long time to have that resolve of, I don't understand. And I think it helped me. I think it really helped to be somewhere that I worked that I personally knew people that were supporting the person that seemingly represented everything I hated. I actually am thankful for that experience because it would have been really easy if I was only in my own bubble. And I talked about this with Dr. Honda in a previous podcast, but If you're in a sounding board with only people that agree with you, then you're never going to be exposed to anything else. And maybe, just maybe, there's other information out there that might sway your opinion one way or another, whatever that is. It kind of made me think of when Clinton was president, I was still in the military and I wasn't nearly as involved or thoughtful about politics. In my early 20s, as I definitely should have been and am thankful that many people in their 20s are now more involved. And I didn't really follow too much about the whole scandal and I didn't follow that he had balanced the budget. What I followed was he was telling lies to the people saying that we were getting ready to pull out of Bosnia When I was physically seeing with my own eyeballs that we were building semi-permanent structures. Every president lies. That's, you know, I can't say that presidents don't lie. Even the favorite presidents. There's always going to be people that are able to see when some things are fudged for the greater good, whatever that is. So, I'm not going to sit here and pretend.
1: Some have lied more, some have lied less, but they all lie.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to say that... There's never been a president that there's ever been a president that's absolutely told the truth every single time about every single thing. That's not what I'm saying. When you're fabricating things on a daily basis, it makes it very difficult...
1: To be trusted.
0: To be trusted and to even start to have the conversation. So that's kind of the thing is... Where are you getting your facts? Who are you trusting? How does that trust come? And can you make up your own mind about it? And what are your values? What do you value? What's important to you? And what's important to the person that you're talking to? Because the person that you're talking to is likely someone that you're going to stay involved with or that you're going to have, that you have a relationship with. There's no point in having this conversation with someone if it's someone you just met in a Starbucks, right? You you wouldn't probably walk up to someone in a Starbucks that you saw with a...
1: Maybe in New York City.
0: (laughs) Maybe Mm -hmm. in New York City. But that's probably going to be a one-time interaction. And, yeah, you should still be empathetic to their position because you don't know what their life experience has been and you don't know where they're coming from unless you ask. You can't assume that you know where they're coming from, unless you ask. So ask. Or consider, is it worth maybe not asking and not having that interaction because it's not someone that's going to be important to you tomorrow or five weeks from now or five months from now or five years from now. Is it important? I don't know.
1: All I know is sometimes random acts of kindness can change someone's whole outlook on their entire day.
0: Absolutely. 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 Do you think someone should know who gave the random act of kindness?
1: I don't think it's necessary.
0: When's the last time you did a random act of kindness? Oof. Have you done one recently?
1: Do donations count? Sure. Yeah, I guess that was a random act of kindness.
0: Donation to what? United Way. Okay. I mean, it can be considered that. I usually think of it as a...
1: (laughs) Normally, I wouldn't have. And I was just like, meh.
0: What changed your mind?
1: Uh, I don't know. (laughs) It was random.
0: (laughs) Usually, when I think about random act of kindness, I'm thinking of something a little smaller, a little more interpersonal. So, for example, paying for the person behind me in the drive-thru. I think that a donation to charity should count. Um, I actually missed my opportunity to double my investment. I have money in the Kiva.org, K-I-V-A. Oh, yeah, I like
1: that. That's a good one.
0: The little micro-loan program. And they for International Women's Day, and I didn't see the email till the next day, you could double your donation. So I missed out on that. But I need to relend my oh, payback.
1: On International Women's Day, I shot a man a real dirty look. <laughs> Does that count?
0: (laughs) Why did you shoot him a dirty look? It was
1: just a random act of kindness to women.
0: (laughs) I don't think that counts. It should. I appreciate the sentiment, but unless it was someone known to be a misogynist.
1: I think he was. I really think he was.
0: (laughs) Well, on that note, let's end on random acts of kindness because it doesn't get much better than that.
1: Yeah, you know what? Do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take much out of your day, and you have no idea the great effect it can have on someone else's life.
1: Start a wave of happiness.
0: Yeah, that can happen. I've heard of that happening where you know, one person pays for a coffee, and then 20 persons later, there's
1: yeah.
0: it's, it keeps going down. The, and not only are you making the day of the person behind you in line for a drive through It's not that hard to do. You're also making the day of the people working there. Because they're seeing it and they're experiencing that joy. And then the people that are getting the free item, like maybe they effect. go on somewhere else that you'll never hear about. And maybe they help an old lady cross in the street, or maybe they reach out to a family member that was estranged, or what I mean, who knows what the, yeah. ri- the butterfly effect
1: is. And you know that the aliens in the mothership are witnessing all of this, <laughs> and they're going to look on us favorably, right? <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. That's definitely a different podcast. <laughs>
0: oh goodness Uh, so (laughs) random acts of kindness because why not you know it doesn't hurt you it doesn't normally cost you anything if much
1: you don't have to hold the
0: door open for someone give someone a smile you know it doesn't have to cost you money to be kind don't wink (laughs) probably don't (laughs) wink unless it's someone you know and then it's funny (laughs) and even then be careful um, do yourself a favor. Watch Drunk History. Yes. Watch Corporate. That's hilarious.
1: Spread a little love.
0: Yeah. Spread love. Because what? why else? Why else are we here if not to spread love? Eventually, we'll all be dead.